Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and today we have Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, with us again um, to talk about menopause and manifesting. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard a lot of the negatives and how uh, this shift and change in your body and hormones and all of that can get in the way of manifesting and how to navigate around that. We're going to talk about, uh, we'll summarize that if you missed that episode, but we're also going to talk about why this time in your life is actually also perfect to start manifesting and helps you have more magic. So welcome, Jean. Hi, Cassie. How are you? I'm fabulous. What is awesome with you? Everything is awesome. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Amazing. And for those of you, if this happens to be the first show that you clicked on, you can go back in time and you can find all of Jean's episodes. I think you can also um, on my website, find Jean's journey and all of the episodes will be put in order. But uh, Jean and I have worked together for a little over five years at this point. And, um, so I have learned a lot about menopause and she's learned a lot about manifesting. So (laughs) it's been a great partnership. (laughs) It has, um, amazing. All right. So let's start with this. Um, who are, we're talking to anyone who wants to listen, including you also, I want to say this up front because I do have male listeners. If we have a male listening and you hear any of these Stay tuned because Jean does have a book called Where's My Wife and What it, What Did You Do With Her? What Have You Done With Her? What Have You Done With Her, <laughs> right? And so if you are male and you're married and you you keep listening, and if you recognize any of this, you might pick up some great tips on how to support your partner at this time of life. So I want to say that as we go into this. But who are we talking to? You know, how would someone know, oh, like my ears should perk up and I should listen to this right now, or that they might be having changes from the the start or the middle of their menopause journey that are impacting their manifesting? I really think that any woman who is over the age of 35 needs to be listening to what's what happens during menopause and during the menopause journey from the very start, which is technically known as perimenopause and all the way through basically the rest of her life, because these hormone changes do affect us and we don't get told a whole lot elsewhere about it. So some of the things that might clue you into those changes starting beyond just the fact that you're in your late thirties, early forties One of the things is that I I find that almost every person I work with or talk to, they they get to the I don't give a shit point in their life. They've they've been spending so much of their life doing for others. And they're like, it's my time, damn it. It's time for me to, to take on some time for myself. So that often happens in the early to mid 40s. I see it happening over and over. So some women get there faster, some women takes a longer time to get there. Another thing that might 
clue you in is, is those mood swings, mood shifts, um, anger that gets out of control, depression, anxiety, those kinds of things are very often symptoms of what's going on in your body, almost more than what's going on in your head. They, they, they sort of are co, uh, co-created, shall I say, to affect you, but they're affecting you in a bigger way than they did before. And finally, there's all those physical symptoms. So hot flashes are just one of the physical changes. And I do have a symptom list on my website that has all of the symptoms that I've discovered. But there, a lot of them are physical, but a lot of them are these emotional mental ones as well. So if that's you, then, and you don't think it, and you think your period hasn't changed, so you can't possibly be on your menopause journey, don't buy it because not everybody sees period changes as the first thing. Cool. All right. Um, and so let's just recap really quick in case somebody missed it. What, how these changes, like these emotional, and I love that you brought up anxiety this time, because I don't think we talked about it in the last episode, but what I did learn working for you is that if somebody who has not been anxious before, this can come out of nowhere, <laughs> like literally in a day um, stories. Yeah. Um, and so all of those changes start to happen in these emotional things. So we talked a lot about it last episode. And if you're really, you can go back and hear that, but give us the, you know, just the quick version of what's negative and gets in our way of manifesting. So the two things I think that get in our way of manifesting is number one, you feel like you've been kicked out of your life. So you're not the same person. My first book is, uh, which I'm releasing the second edition of shortly is called, I just want to be me again. And that's because we feel like we're not the same person we've been all our lives. We just, nothing seems to fit anymore. And a lot of times we've created tension in our, in our work life, in our relationships, in our families, in our communities that make it harder. And so we feel like this person that we are couldn't possibly manifest. This, this couldn't be something that we manifested for ourselves. And the second thing is that if we've been manifesting and you think you've manifested like the perfect life, you've got the perfect husband, the perfect house, the perfect child, the perfect community relationships, the perfect job, and then nothing is what you want anymore. Because you've kind of, you've shifted that focus, as I said, from other people to yourself a bit. And then you're saying, but is this all? Is this what I was meant to be? And you feel like it's, you just feel like you're not meant to manifest, not meant to be who you want, who you're supposed to be. Awesome. All right. So we know it it can get in the way of that. We also talked last episode about uh, you wanting to sort of do it on your own in this point. So coaching gets a little bit harder because you don't want coaching. You want coaching because you want the thing, but you don't want coaching because you want to do it on your own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I went on and on about that one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, just reconnecting to that, deeper emotional place that is necessary for manifesting, you have to work through 
if anger is coming up, like you mentioned in the last episode, because you tamped things down to sort of keep the Mm -hmm. peace and stay connected in the past, but that's no longer possible. Like your body is not really allowing that to be possible anymore. You have to move through that to reconnect to the other side of the other emotions. Right. Right. All right. So why go ahead. No, no, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What, so what is positive? We just talked about, like, it seems pretty like, oh crap, like maybe I just should give up manifesting for the next 20 years if I'm 40, right? (laughs) So, so wrong. First of all, first of all, that focus on yourself allows you to decide what it is you really, really want. And what it gets to be is this amalgam, um, this, it isn't what you would have chosen when you were 10 and, and maybe you weren't thinking about family so much. And, you know, you, you were maybe focused on going to college and be, and some sort of career or um, whatever it was. Uh, so it's not what you would have chosen at 10, but it's also not what you would have chosen say at 28 or 30 when you were focused on getting that family and building that home and building that relationship and community it's it's both it's all of that stuff meshed together and and more and more so it's it's allowing yourself to see who you've become and who you want to be so the desire piece of manifesting, which is so critical, is so available to you at this time of your life. You really can sit down and, and the desire list doesn't become, uh, I, I know for me, it's always been the do be have. I'm not sure if that came from you or came from somebody else, but somebody else. You know, what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, you, what you want to do, what you want to be, what you want to have. So often, I think for, for us prior to menopause, a lot of our list is have. I want the fancy car. I want the house. I want the, I want the kids to go to college. I want this. I want that. Um, But I think as we come through menopause, it's more about who we want to be really deeply. You know, we, we want to be this person in the world. We want to, to affect these changes in other people. If that's your goal, if, um, to create art, if that's your goal to be, you know, be a missionary or be, uh, be a person who, is somebody that other people go to for nurturing and help. We, we don't lose that desire to nurture. It just becomes shifted so that we can keep it in perspective with everything else that we are. That makes sense. Yeah. And so just kind of summing it up, what you're saying is that this is like probably the most fertile ground for manifesting because those things that um, you know, and I've, I've heard you talk about this, so, um, you know, our hormones drive us to, to create and to, you know, be part of a community because that sort of that time in our life when we're, you know, kind of geared, whether you choose or not to have kids and do all those things, 
um, that that's still in our body. Like it's still hormonally it's in, in our, our body. body. Right. And so <laughs> even when, you know, a lot of our decisions are based on that. And so you've been making decisions sort of for yourself. It's not that you have zero control over this. Right. And most people, like you said, like you choose this, this is what you want. And just part of it is driven by hormones. Right. But it is you, Yes, <laughs> but you get to this place where, where that is really stripped away. So it's almost like you're, well, not almost, you are more open to what you really want. And I'll often ask the question to people, okay, what do you want? And I'll often say like, okay, but what do you really want? (laughs) And that really want comes quicker is what I'm hearing you say, because it's not filtered through this other set of hormones and trying to create, keep the population alive. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping the population. Yeah. Keeping the population alive and keeping yourself safe. Yeah. Uh, So there's a little, a lot of safety in, in those Mm years that that you're about community because community is safer than than going it alone but now you're i talk about the crone years and i talk about hold on can we pause real quick because i want to go back to the safety i don't want to miss the safety so can we come back to the crone years so this safety thing because i think it's important for people to understand is that often there's been Um, because of how we evolved as human beings, right? There's this keeping us safe, especially in years where you're, you're can have children, because if you have children, you need to be safe to raise the children. So that safety is at a higher level. And when that, when that's over, you kind of get to this point, your hormones like, Oh, it's a little more freedom. We're you're open to taking more risks, right? Just naturally. Exactly. Exactly. So remember that women, if you think back into, into what tribal hunter-gatherer tribes looked like, women were mostly pregnant, nursing, and had a toddler running around as well. So they were often, often had three or four children to deal with and to try and keep safe as well. And that whole next generation was, is a biological imperative that we have. So that safety was really about creating a community in which you and your children were safe. And then other people's children were safe as well, because the tribe grew that way. Yes. And so when that safety inhibitor is sort of lowered from a bodily, your you're just naturally more open to go for more things, right? You can go, go for you. Yeah. For you, <laughs> you can do the things that you want to do and it feels easier, which is perfect for manifesting because you're wanting to go out and, and do you're wanting to be more, which is what leads to manifesting more. Right. Yeah. And so I was ta- going to say that as in, in that world, probably few women actually reached menopause. Mm. A small, small portion of women actually reached menopause because of the dangers of childbirth and disease and life. Life was harder. Um, So they got to this point and they sort of probably, we don't know this for sure, probably kind of separated from, from the tribe. They became the wise women. They became the the keepers of knowledge, the herbalists, the healers. And that was their 
function in the in the tribe was to keep every to keep everyone safe but not in the same way anymore so we live in this long tradition as menopausal women of the crones that and i i always tell people the word crone comes from the same root as crown so it is a crowning of our lives that we get into and as crones, we are the keepers of knowledge, the keepers of um, wisdom. Define crone for someone who might so, not have never heard that. Okay, so crone is another word for a postmenopausal woman. It's um, it's often been used as a insult or a pejorative, but uh, along with hag and a couple others that kind of um, come out and but since crone comes from the same more uh, same place as crown i love the the idea that this is the crowning of our lives mm -hmm. yeah say more about that so this what what does that mean the crowning of our lives why should somebody be excited about that maybe not like i don't want to talk <laughs> about that i don't want that to happen well so when you come in when you're royalty and you grow up and you take the throne, mm -hmm. you take the power, you take the um, culmination of who you, you become, you are crowned. Now in, in our society that 10 that has tended to go to younger people but when we look at queen elizabeth i mean we see the ultimate powerful woman who is beyond those those years of childbearing and start and really embracing her, her wisdom and i think i want to i want to mention one more thing here um when you look at politicians in washington and i'm i'm not gonna I'm not going to bring out names because I'll probably bring out the name of your least favorite senator <laughs> if I do. But all of our senators, all of our women senators, many of our women representatives are postmenopausal women. And when you think about it, it's because they've gone beyond that period of time where their concentration had to be sort of in, focused on their families and were able to focus on this broader uh, spectrum of society. And so we get people who start to realize what power is all about. But if you'll notice most of our women in power are much more compassionate, um, nurturing, and aware of other people than their male counterparts. And I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> and so how does that, how does that knowledge, or if someone looks at that, how does that support them becoming a better manifesto or stepping into this part of their life? I think that's, I think they have been master manifestors in many cases it doesn't you don't get to be uh you don't get to be a power in washington without having um decided become passionate about it and worked towards it made a plan worked towards it diligently and i think that's something that we kind of 
forget is that these opportunities to concentrate on something. It's another thing I think I, I probably just should bring out is that we do think differently. We think more linearly and less cyclically. And we've talked about multitasking before. Define those two terms before you go on. Okay. Just in case someone listening doesn't totally get that. Okay. Can I define it in terms of multitasking and non-multitasking? Okay. So multitasking to me is a cyclic activity. You go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and then you circle back and you never lose where you are in, in the circle. That's how most women prior to most women prior to menopause have much, much, much higher capacity to do that than do men. Men never get that for the most part. And what, remember, I always say for the most part, (laughs) men, and, and when you think about our hunter gatherer forebearers, that's how they had to work in that gather hunter gatherer camp where they were going from one task to another men would go out and straight line chase down the prey the deer the water buffalo whatever they were were chase hunting they would go out and straight line without wavering to one side or another they had nothing else to do but to chase down the food um So when we get into late perimenopause and postmenopause, our thinking becomes more straight line, less able to do that cyclic thing that we've been doing all our lives. So anything that requires that singular focus to have happen is easier for us now in, in our lives as we get into this period of our lives. Does that explain it well enough? Yeah. And what that, <laughs> what that um, has to do with man or how that connects to manifesting is that you can really dive into this work. If you felt like maybe you couldn't in the past, if you're entering this, like it's a great thing to know that now your body is even on board with you putting this time and energy and focus and wants you to put the time and energy and focus into who you're becoming and what you want to create exactly. next in your life. Exactly. That's so amazing. That straight line focus is, is really, and I will say this, we have a habit of multitasking. So it's really easy for us to fall back into trying to multitask and it gets harder and harder to actually do it well. So learning to straight line focus on something is really a good a good habit to cultivate at this time in your life. Amazing. Uh, All right. So we've heard um, some of the negatives. We've also heard why this is amazing for manifesting. If someone feels stuck in the negatives, and I think uh, one of the things that you and I worked on a lot was it's hard to have all this positive if this negative symptoms, like what doesn't feel good, what's changing in your body, whether that's hot flashes or anxiety or not sleeping, whatever that is, when those come up, it's hard to have these benefits or be (laughs) right. It's it's hard to put that focus (laughs) if you haven't slept all night. So um, tell people what you have going on, how you can support them in this journey. If they're like, this is me, I need some, I need some help 
Um, I want that good stuff, but I, you know, I'm having hot flashes and I can't sleep or anything else. So in the next, uh, the, in the next week, I'm beginning a new program. It's um, combining a lot of stuff that I've done before. It's all about understanding what's happening to your body. It's all about putting together a plan to support yourself uh, with whatever means you feel is, is best for you. So we're going to be talking about how you can use lifestyle changes to support your body and be as healthy as you possibly can be when to go to the doctor, when, what to talk about with your doctor. And then we're going to dive into who you're becoming so that you have a sense of how you can develop the best you possible. And it's a 12 week program. And if this is something that you feel called to, to bring into your life, you can reach out to me, menopause.guru. That's my website. And right on the top of that, you'll find a little link to schedule a conversation with me about this in particular and how you can work with me to become your best you. Amazing. Uh, There is one more question that I do have to ask to kind of close the loop for listeners. For me as a coach, I get how, you know, we did the last episode that they heard, I think was, hey, I am doing coaches geek. Maybe I'm not meant to be a coach. Um, All of these things, which I think is all part of the process as a coach. I think when we let go, and I think there was so much, I have to make them being a menopause coach work that letting it go opened up space. But I want to hear from you. How did we go from, I don't know if that's what I want to do to this is what you're talking about today. So uh, I think that for me, it was somebody somebody just very pointedly asked me the question, what is the changer in the world to make? It wasn't you, but it was somebody else I was talking about this with. And someone asked, said to me, what is, the, what is it that you really are here to do? And for me, that was, it was a long time getting here. And obviously, if you're going to be a menopause coach, it's probably going to take you 50 years before you even realize what menopause is and why people need coaching around it. And for me, it took a lot longer than that to to really see how that would work best for me. So I'll still do your website if you absolutely need it. But I really think that my purpose in life is to help women understand what it is that that they're going through so they can embrace the change we call it the change uh that 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 they're going through and become their best person and manifest their life and their purpose because um when you go back to it you're fit, you're may, usually around 50 when you go through this. I was a little late, but usually around 50, which gives you a good third or more of your life to be in this state and, and to just spend it wishing that you weren't there is, is unfortunate. Awesome. Yeah, I get it. And as you listeners, um, 
people who've heard me coach say like, it's okay to put, I put stuff down all the time um, because it gives us the space to see and to want it for ourselves to really want it instead of to want it as a how. And I think that had all gotten mixed from a coaching perspective that had all gotten mixed up for you that this passion that has always been the passion, but then it became the how to retire Jesse, to live the life that you wanted. And when that pushing of that, how it kind of strangled, I think that, that part, the, (laughs) this is what I'm meant to do. And this is how I want to show up in the world. And it took all of that coming around, learning all this (laughs) stuff and then letting it all go for it to come back and, and be amazing. Yeah. Cool. And readers can look forward to uh, the second edition of, I just want to be me again, coming out in um, November. And I've re-researched everything to make sure that it's accurate and has the best possible information for your listeners, for menopausal women everywhere. Awesome. Any final thoughts that you want to share on your mind or your heart today? It's been an amazing journey. It really has. And I'm excited about this next phase. Um, I think I keep coming back to the journey is the destination. Absolutely. Because we, a, a destination is just a point. And uh, your menopause journey can be truly amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Jean, for joining us today and educating about menopause and manifesting. I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate well, thank it. Thank you, Cassie, for having me. This I think this is exciting and um, hopefully it will it will help those of your listeners who are finding themselves changing without understanding why. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, check out Jean's website. If you're feeling like this is me and I need some support in that, um, make sure to come back next week for some more awesomeness and have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on the law of attraction manifesting success stories show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.